Hi, my name is Fred Cook. Hi, this is Ruro Donoghue. Hey, this is Dave Moore. Hi, this is Aaron Brown. Hi, this is Charlie Wynn. Hi, this is Ethan Lee. Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corrodas. Hi, this is Derek O'Boyle. Hi, we're Relish. Hey, this is Mal from the Riptoid Movement. Irish poet, Colm Keegan. Hi, this is David Nolan from Hume Performs Advancement. And you are listening to the Dan Kyo Wellness Project Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> guys, welcome to episode 42 of the Danke Wellness Project podcast. <laughs> I am so happy to um, have my great friend and acting partner and person who has been in my life for such a long time through our local theatre, The Moat Club, uh, Brendan Farrell. Welcome to the Danke Wellness Project podcast. How are you today? Cheers, Dan. Thanks very much. Um, good, yeah. 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 So, so I've, we've been trying to arrange this for a while. I, I seem to say this on every episode. We've been trying <laughs> to schedule this for a while. Mm. But I'm so delighted that you had the time today to come on. Um, I was saying to you before we came on air that I don't like to do too much research yeah. before recording because I think there's a great beauty in having these types of conversations organically and letting them grow. Yes. But. <laughs> <laughs> that said. The Guardian has a quote from you. That says, if we don't support farmers, in 10 years we'll be importing 100% of our food. Now, are you standing by that statement, or is that not you at all? Um, I, I, I will stand by it. Um, it's not mine, but I'll stand by it. It's quite possible. <laughs> part of my research was obviously... <laughs> Because we know each other for so long, I just had it in my mind, why don't I just Google Brendan Farrell and see what happens? And that was the first thing, the top thing that came up from March 2018. Brendan Farrell is the farmer's advocate. I nearly got on Channel 4 News over it. No, I didn't. But it it would be kind of cool if I just totally blagged my way onto Channel 4 News and then suddenly started talking about what I'm doing in the local theatre. Like the guy who went to BBC for (laughs) a job interview and ended up live on air. What was he he asked to talk about? Oh, I can't remember. Pretty serious. But it's it one like, of the funniest videos I've ever it's seen. It's hilarious, and he's just there. He thought he was going for an interview. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, and he's been asked. So, what do you think of the ramifications of Brexit compared to like you know, what? <laughs> that was pretty much his response. It, it was yeah. He just had a lovely blank. Oh, it was um, beautiful. Yeah. So I, um, if I don't support farmers in ten years, we'll be importing a hundred percent of our food. Um, it's probably not a bad thing to be associated no, with. No, listen, I think we should leave it up to <laughs> Farmers Weekly podcast to right, discuss, yeah, they you can, know, to go into the intricacies of, you know, the quote that you've given. Sure, yeah, her. if they need to contact me, it's at bfarrell14.gmail.com. <laughs> I can be available for comments. Yes. Uh, my expertise is low, but my enthusiasm will be high. Listen, that's how you get through in life, in yeah. my experience. Yeah. Expertise, questionable. Enthusiasm? Absolutely. Oh my god. Oh god, yeah, I'll go for it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll do it. <laughs> so to give the listeners a bit of um context to why you are on this podcast, I tend to approach people to come on to this podcast who I'm inspired by and who have had a, a an impact on my life either personally or from a distance, as many of my guests are either musicians who I just happen to bump into and ask to come on, or they're people who I've met through my fitness journey on Facebook and all this kind of stuff. Um, you are one of the best actors that I've ever seen and had the privilege to work with. Um, we did a play called A Bench at the Edge. I've been calling it A Bench on the Edge for about four years. Is it at the edge? There's a picture behind oh. mine, mine and Brendan's shoulders of us on stage. Yes. Um, 
we did it five years ago and it's by Luigi Giannuzzi and this is the blurb from IMDb okay a man sits on a bench at the edge of an abyss watching the human race rush into it along comes a second man contemplating a heroic dive that was me that was you you were the man sitting on the bench I was the man on the bench what the abyss and well sorry what is the abyss and what are these men doing here terrifying concepts and visions of deepening mysteries emerge from their confrontation and they conclude that life is precious after all mm. when i started this podcast mm. i had gone through a very difficult time and i did conclude at the end of that time that life is precious after yeah. all so i was trying to think to myself how can i contribute how can i give back other than my profession and the work that I do in social care. And that's how this podcast came up. So what would you say is the, you know, the parallel between a bench at the edge and wellness in general? It's funny. I hadn't thought of that actually, but in terms of that play, because yeah, absolutely. It is very much about what's the point. It it does. I mean, it it kind of is saying what's the point. A question that I ask myself, daily yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean we all do you know i mean we can't we can't help but do that but um it's funny i actually i i hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it. i went oh yeah the play we did was so much about that actually yeah. it's about do i keep going when things are crap and everything's gone falling apart and you get okay i gotta do i keep going or do i give up and it is um as you know it's so easy get caught in spirals and go downwards and yeah. you know um and it's very true. This, I mean, I my hmm, my character in it was quite manipulative and uh, wasn't necessarily looking for people to save get better, themselves. save themselves. No, he was more into the entertainment. Yeah, in a the, voyeurism in the, in the voyeurism. The voyeurism. Yeah. People fail. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm. car crash. TV. Or give up. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing where we look, we we can't help but watch something terrible. Well, I which think, is not no, a good thing. I agree, but I think that there is an element of that out in society, and unfortunately, oh, yeah. we see it a lot of the time. But me and you sitting here on a wellness podcast are two people that don't do that. No, absolutely, no, no, no. And I think that needs to be cherished and forwarded yeah. and given a voice. Absolutely, because doesn't the your character's voice in that play get much more airtime than the voices that we're putting across now? He does yeah he's there to convince and to try and he's like a he's like a he's like a used car salesman for for death kind of thing yeah you know what i mean no i mean he is he's like he's saying give up and here's the fancy schmancy kind of you know package deal with it and he and he he you know he he twists things and make it look makes it look like something else and Mm. try which is very much what if you think about what anxiety and what depression does it yes. tricks you yes i have all the time it's it it tells you this is what's going on tell you no 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 what you think your perception no no you got it all wrong no no you're worthless did you not realize that i'm sorry okay well yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're pretty you're pretty worthless there's no point and um, so you know it's may as well he just is a slide voice for anxiety is, and depression he is yeah that's what he does interesting i yeah. haven't considered that now when i was well, prepping for this <laughs> well, that's at all. funny because i haven't even thought of the play since like in, in in this, context. in this context, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But it's wow. it's very true. That's what he does. He is literally that. He is that devil on your shoulder. So he's the antagonist that makes you feel less than. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Less, not enough. Yeah. Less worthy. Yeah. Which 
I just love that you have brought this into this conversation because that's normally something that that where my mind would go trying to link what I'm talking to sure, my guests yeah. to how can we combat anxiety <laughs> and depression and that. like that's just a beautiful parallel that you've made. Mm. Well, it's funny. It just it, it like I said, I hadn't really thought of the play in this context, and I, I did. Yeah. I forgot actually that that was the kind of the whole point of it. Yeah, and just as we're talking here now, is what. Like, kind of made me think about it because it's very true i mean it, it's very easy to give time to that mm. um generally it's harder to fight against it which is my personal experience with dealing with anxiety and yeah. depression it's so easy in my case to distract myself absolutely from addressing what it is that's making me anxious or making yeah. me depressed yeah. now i'm on a good run of form I'm glad to say I'm back recording the podcast a while now and things are going well, but it's only because I worked really hard at gaining an awareness that, oh shit, that's what's happening. Yeah. Oh, I'm behaving this way because I'm feeling this way. And then I try, what I'm trying to do at the moment and relatively successfully in the context of my life is getting ahead of it. Yes. Yeah. You made a good point there when you talked about distraction. Um, we, if you think about our lives, especially with mobile phones and everything, and now mm. we're constantly trying to distract ourselves mm. from reality. Yeah, you know, um, like I say, the, the kind of the whole phone thing and everything is is made it more and more, it's made it easier, I suppose, to distract ourselves. But it's not a healthy thing, I think, to be continually distracting yourself because if you think about it, if you're trying to distract yourself from something, that means you don't want to deal with it. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Okay, some nasty things you might want to deal deal with, and if there and some things take time to warm and soften, you need exactly. to soften into dealing with them, which is yep. completely understandable. Absolutely, and the thing is, but the thing, the main thing is that if you, you know, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with you know the beginnings of depression, things kicking in. I mean, you kind of it's tough. Don't get me wrong, but you do kind of need to face up to it a little bit and. Mm. kind of challenge it. it can be hard to notice it happening that's the problem most times but it's for what we tend to do is we tend to distract ourselves and a lot of people don't actually like having idle time because they they don't like their thoughts no as opposed no, to not at all. being at peace with their thoughts working things out and just yeah some things are pretty crap and you have to accept that yeah but at least being at peace with them and knowing where you are as to as opposed to I don't want to think about it in case I realize, oh my God, it's all crap. In case my worst fears in case come my worst fears to pass. Exactly, which is exactly what fear yeah. and anxiety does. It, it makes you take the absolute negative view on everything. It's the guy watching the people jump off the edge. It's exactly and doing the opposite of helping and assisting. Yeah, absolutely. He's just encouraging, go for it, he says. So you don't want to be talking to him. So if you were to do a bench at the edge, not on the edge, a bench at the edge now... He, he, like this, what you would probably be doing is like, la, 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 I can't hear you yeah. on yeah. my phone, do whatever, you know yes. what I mean? It's that kind of thing because yeah. you don't want to hear this guy. I think you made a really important point there about awareness and I know I had mentioned it earlier on already, but I know from my personal experience that I, I think I've gone years without awareness hmm. and can look back now, thankfully, with gratitude coming out of my ears of having the awareness that oh that's why i was doing that oh, be yeah. it distraction be it drinking be it yeah. overeating be it idleness not exercising um without the awareness you can't take action correct essentially yeah so 
what I've been trying to blog about a lot recently is how, like how can anybody who's listened to this now who is overwhelmed with anxiety or mm. depression doesn't know why it's happening to them. I'm mm. trying to figure out how what to say to those people in terms of them becoming aware of what their power is and what they can do. And I'm not quite there yet. I'll be yeah. With you. Um, I I I always find see I come from a as well as all the acting and writing and stuff, I do. I have an engineering background, which is yes. the other side. I think, which is all about logic. Yeah. <laughs> so the logical brain and the emotional brain. Right. Exactly. Now, very. You know, people have a different balance of that. Some people are very, very logical, and some people are very, very emotional. And, yeah. And so there's a deficit somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's very hard to get an even fifty-fifty <laughs> balance. Yeah. But at the same time, um, so so if you're a very you know heavily emotionally driven personality it can be hard to maybe make sense of things or logically mm. you know assess where exactly am i at now no 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 hyperbole here and i just exactly where am i you know what i mean nearly impossible it can be hard yeah it can be very hard to do it but i, I find a good thing is a bit um pros and cons to write them out okay um because and so you've got like you know um i don't know let's say i might lose my job I don't know. Yeah, I have a feeling. Uh, my job. I'm. 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 I'm doing my job. I'm really crap at my job. I'm gonna get fired. Mm. That's the thought. Well, then, put a yes and no column. As in, how likely is this to happen? Yeah, and, and figure it out. So yes. Well, I made a mistake in that report last week. Mm. Uh, Con on the other reports have been actually fine. Oh. Um. Actually, I did. I got a positive review. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, I didn't say hello to the boss that time. That's oh, that's on the bad side. Yeah, that's it. And, and he noticed that. Uh, this, <laughs> on the other side, this, it's you're like, saying bu, 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 this facetiously, but this is the shit this that works. goes through people's minds. Absolutely, and yeah, impacts yeah, yeah. their wellness so much. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you are obsessing about something, it 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 you know, in the cold light of day to somebody else, it might say that that's kind of stupid. Why would you think because your boss didn't smile at you, you're going to get fired? Or whatever it is. I'm not trying to belittle things, but it can, you know, some things can be much bigger than they actually are. Yes, um, in your own mind. In your own mind. So doing a kind of a pros and cons list and, you know, try and be as open with yourself on it and, and take as much, yeah. um, you know, truth on time to get the truth out. So this is kind of a half logical, half emotional well, exactly. approach. Yes. So you're like mixing both uh, yes, of those things, right? Exactly. Well, that, yeah. that was it. I mean, I did it myself for... Um, when I left work a couple of years ago, um, for this very reason, where I was kind of going, "Oh my God, I am stuck. I need to do something. What will I do?" Yeah, and that's where all these thoughts came about leaving, and because uh, I was struggling back then as well. Um, okay. But this kind of thing of doing pros and cons, and then you look at them as well, and and you know, okay, say you've got like I don't know. Say it's fairly even. Maybe it's ten on one side and ten on the other. Oh, what like, do you do oh, then? Do then? <laughs> oh, no. Well, then look at them, and and are they? You know, look how weighty they are. I mean, think of them. Are, are, is that like really a big deal? Or like say low? That's low. Another yes, over, so that's you're kind of, that, that's yes. high. You kind of grade them, and you'll find out most times the logic helps. The logic the will help. Yeah, and it'll it'll help you realize that could be making a bit of a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, there. this is fantastic. I, you know? I, I did a bit of CBT, cognitive behavioral sure, therapy. Yeah. I was the patient. Okay. <laughs> I was the client because I was trying loads of different therapies throughout the course of my um, attempts to manage yeah. my mental health. So psychotherapy 
humanistic psychotherapy has been the one that's been the most impactful on me and mm. I'm training I'm going to do my masters now to become one fantastically Great. which I'm delighted about but anyway yeah. to refer back to the CBT what you're describing there the therapist did on a whiteboard and it's, oh, really? it's a strategy <laughs> called where's the evidence well exactly so it's not that's a yes exactly and it. a no but it, 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 it's not a pro and a con yeah, yeah. but it's the exact same thing where's the evidence yeah in the left column sure there's the evidence on the right column yeah it's clearly no evidence yeah, right, exactly what yeah. you're going through at all yeah exactly um I no, found that hugely impactful on me that's the thing i mean i, I was I working in engineering i was a troubleshooter i was going to lead troubleshooters for these machines so there would be just kind of it's kind of like you know they're very complex machines it's like um i don't know i'm trying to i mean they were on the top 10 most complicated machines in the world like right the space shuttle was way behind it. you worked, you worked for an american company wasn't uh, it? it's a japanese company, japanese company. Uh, nikon uh, it's nikon precision so yeah. they make very specialized machines but the thing is you don't see there's an error in the like if you're looking at a keyboard it's not the d key isn't working yeah. it's not doesn't work like that it means what i would get on the type of error we get is like when i write when i type in the word good the word bad comes out or something like that. Uh, it's a kind of like why is that happening? Why is that happening? We need to know immediately why this is happening. Oh, we have to know immediately why it's happening. Yes, <laughs> but there's nothing directly obvious if you know what I mean. So it's all about it's testing, it's testing and troubleshooting and all that kind of stuff. So I just applied that to myself. Okay. <laughs> In that, that way, which was, as it turns out, is a common enough kind of thing. Without yeah. Where is the evidence? Yeah. Well, it is exactly. You have to test things. You you prove, and you can't say something is true until you prove it right and unless you can prove yes. it it's not true yes this is brilliant this <laughs> so, is brilliant for wellness <laughs> well exactly that's it i mean if you, you can't guys <laughs> listen to this part here if you can't prove it's true it's not true. it's not true yeah mm. i mean it's it hasn't been proven true so it's not there i mean if you and you find one thing that disproves it that's it it's gone back to the drawing board it's gone it's, it's not. Or it's more not, importantly, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. I mean, if you find one thing that says, "Well, that absolutely can't exist," that's true. Well, then it's not true. That's beautiful, man. So it's as simple as that. And you can just go whoosh, put a line through it. Get on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it to be so simple about that, but no, no, in, but in a way, you we, can get on. Look, to man, we need simplicity. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so life is so complex at the moment. Mm. Like you mentioned, our addiction earlier on to mobile phones and technology. Like think about yeah. all of this information that we're consuming all of the time through various mediums. Mm. Media, excuse me. Sorry, sorry for excuse the me. grammar Nazis <laughs> out there. Through various media, um, simplicity, I believe, is mm. what it's what certainly what I need. But I do believe that there is a yearning. For people just to have these type of things simplified, which is one of the Absolutely. reasons this podcast exists in the first place. That's it. Life isn't simple. That's the whole, you know, it really isn't. And you know, we got so many signals coming at us, and they're all very. They're not. There's nothing black or white. Everything's grey. Mm. So we just have a big mush of grey to try and figure out. And it's like, it's very easy for the grey to go black. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, particularly if you're inclined towards that. Way if, of yeah, painting, sure. I am. Yeah. So you know, it it is about I I. You know, I suppose I've always been logical in that kind of way, but I kind of use these kind of tests to kind of just say, and if I if I can find one thing that shows I'm not whatever I am, whatever I think I am. It's gone. Well, then I can't say that. So I love that so much, man. No, you know, of course, of course, doubt 
can stay. But if you can just make it really black and white, it's just that I, I can't talk to people. As in, like, you know, I really am afraid to go and meet people. And then, oh, actually, two days ago, yeah, I went into a whole group of strangers and I just started chatting. Yes. Yeah, then why am I worried about that? Yeah. I just did it. I just disproved. I just disproved. I just my disproved own. my guy from Bench at the Edge. I just disproved Bench at the Edge who that told devil me to on, jump off. The devil on my shoulder. I just flicked him off, basically. Just said, "No, go away, talking shit." Get I out of here. There's a lot of power in <laughs> what you're saying here. I think um, the ability to have so much untrue evidence coming at you from your negative um, mm. dialogue within your head. Fake and news. Then, fake news. Fake news. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and then have this one statement like. Oh no, I did. Yeah, fact check. Fact check, exactly. It's <laughs> I did. you are fake news. It's fake news. You're so sad. You're sad. But, I'm sad. We're all sad. But We're to be sad. able to have this That's one, sad. to be able to have this one statement come in and kick all of those things yeah. to the curb, I think is such an empowering idea. Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you look at it, it's a case of you know, uh, you're looking. It's like having I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of what could be an analogy. Say you had, oh, all the M&Ms, oh my God. Look at them, they're all orange. I hate orange. Orange is so bad. And you just go and you just pick out, there's a green one. Yes. Oh, gone. Oof. You know what I mean? Don't yes. die. Oh, yeah, so, that's a nice visual for it. It's just, it's as simple as that. You dig through all those orange ones, there's a green one. Don't say they're all orange. Yeah. It's not all bad. Yeah. You know, okay, things might be a bit crap at the moment. Or there's a and some days things. you won't be able to find some, the green m And some days you won't be able to find the green but m you will find it. Yeah, and it'll be there. And, and, it'll it, and it will disprove all of the orange evidence. And it'll taste gorgeous. Lovely and limey and good. Beautiful. <laughs> so you mentioned earlier about your um, logical brain. Mm. And you spent many years working for your Japanese company. That's right. And this is one thing that I did want to talk to you about on the podcast because I remember speaking to you around the time that you were considering leaving yeah. this permanent, pensionable, yeah, very well paid, very well paid yeah. um, job because you couldn't do it anymore. So what was what was your process around? Firstly, becoming aware that, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. And then secondly, how did you take the leap of faith into what you're doing now? Mm. It's, um, it, was, it was brewing a while, to be honest. Um, when we did that, that play, actually, which is, what, four or five years ago? Well, yeah. I think that was when you told me that you were yeah. considering a change. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I suppose, I mean, like anybody who does any job, you don't do the same job for a long time. You know, it morphs and it varies and sure. generally you kind of get shoved up a level each time yeah. or whatever, you know, unless you're... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what the hell are you still working there for? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it tends to be, if you're going downwards, it's like, you're probably not going to be there. Maybe change careers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it, 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 so things were getting, were taking more and more of my time. Okay. So my spare time was basically non, becoming non-existent. Mm. And the thing is, with my two sides of my brain, I have my logical side, but I also have my artistic side, the stuff I want to do. Which oh, is yes, like you do. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. Right, so this is it. And the acting was, was, was great for me. Um, and that's what I love doing. Um, Did you find a huge dichotomy between how you felt when you were working compared to how you felt when you were engaged in the creative process did that become starker and starker as you can as you went on 
Yeah, kind of. I tell you what it was. I mean, it's not that I didn't like my job. And that, that's the thing I want to kind of, you know, say. Mm. I mean, I left in great terms with everybody there. I yes. just, it just, a time came when I just went, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. Mm. I don't really want to dedicate my life to it. Yeah. I, there's other stuff which I'm much more passionate about. I'm not passionate about my job. How did you come to that conclusion, though? That's, well, this is what I'm very yeah, interested in here. I suppose. Because you got in touch with that side of yourself that was going, there's well, something bigger for me. Right, but it, it took, I mean, in, in reality, it was, you know, it, this, it, this was like two, three years in the making, in a yeah. way, before I ended up leaving. It was, um, I had, I, this is, there's a moment, and it's kind of weird, when I, I actually isolated a moment and I realized that's actually when I thought about leaving. Um, oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But the, the, I suppose the main thing was the fact that when I realized something wasn't right. Yes. So that's, you know, that's an important thing because a lot of people, everybody stumbles and fumbles around that time because they don't, things sneak in and you don't yes. realize that anxieties and worries and depression can sneak in there. Yeah. Um, I was because you're not aware. <laughs> yeah, no, you do, exactly. You don't know it's coming. So naturally enough, you get caught out. Yeah. Um, I was traveling a lot and we were getting very, very busy with work. There was a big project coming in and it required about, you know, over a space of two years, a lot of training and a lot of stuff like that. And with that, there was pressure to go into a certain role, a higher role, which is, you know, even I, more demanding. More demanding. I was losing. I was working on shift before, which meant that I had a day, or, you know, some extra days. We're getting three days off or whatever. Yeah. And it was going to be a case of go, you know, five days a week, and also be on call at weekends and in the yeah. evenings and blah blah blah. And it was like, like go well, full Japanese work at <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and with that was the realization that well, I won't be able to do the acting and all the stuff that I need to do mm. to stay balanced. So you that were was faced my with the choice then? Well, I, I kind of had, and I fought against it for a while because, but they kept pushing, you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's, that's work, you know what you I mean? You were their guy, they wanted you well, for this. Yeah, but it kind of, it, 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 it's, it's the, you know, just the nature of work nowadays. Is, I mean, it's changed massively. I was 18 years in there, and like the nature of work, and I saw it in a lot of American companies because it was, in America for quite a bit. I mean, life cycles of jobs are getting shorter and shorter because people are burnt out. Yeah. It's it's you It's physically you're, and mentally you, impossible yeah. to Yeah. You know the um you know those little scouring brushes, scouring pads you get yeah, yeah. you get a pack of ten. Well that's what they are. You're just queuing up the next guy in and you just scrub the hell out of him and wring him out until he's spent and you throw him away and you get another one. That's what's happening in in yeah. these jobs now. I mean the high tech stuff is becoming it's burn you out. It's about literally ring you out, get everything out of you, wow. and then throw you aside effectively. You kind of ma you don't tire you. They manage you out the door. <laughs> That's what it's kind of so, called. So yeah. you started becoming aware of this. Yeah, well, I was I was aware of that. Listen, I said this is getting ridiculous. I mean, we're working. You know, I always talked about capacity because yeah. I was able to use logic back on logical people and kind of say, well, we're talking about capacity here. I can handle a hundred percent. Yeah, we're now most of us are working at one hundred and twenty-five percent, one hundred and thirty percent. That means stuff isn't got done. Exactly, can, or we mistakes have to stay, are happening. Mistakes are happening, or yeah. we're having to stay in longer to do this. And there's no real, unfortunately, this is the whole business world. Okay. Um, there's an acceleration, 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 and there's uh, less of a tolerance of errors, so it becomes harder to. It's harder to stay clear and to, and to keep your health in these days i, I really do think yeah. uh, the so many people I, I know in america and they were effectively they were kind of married to their jobs 
right? Now, there was the people I know. It might be the same for everybody, you know what I mean? But in the high-tech stuff, it seemed to be yeah. um, like that, that you kind of you need to be dedicated to your job. And they were effectively always on, you know yeah. what I mean, no matter yeah. what. Now, you know, work-life balance, where does that come in? You know what I mean? So well, some I'm, people I'm, have, you know, some people have the gym, some people have exercise, some people sure. have stuff like that. And the guy, I know guys over there who would do that. Um, but for me, it was more the artistic side. Yes. Right. Um, and it's 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 doing a bit of writing, which it didn't. That stopped because I had no time for it whatsoever. The acting I was keeping going. I needed it. It was one of those things. It was an outlet. It was a way. Of, what is it about it that you needed? Um, it's a good question. You don't actually. have to know the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm just really interested no, for people who are curious about. You know, they've myself. listened to my experience of acting and what I've said I've got from a community. I've, I've never felt as confident as I do when I'm yeah. on stage, when I've put the work into learning lines and delivering them well. And mm. that sense of togetherness mm. is what keeps me going back to it yeah. in spite of the, you know, it's it's hard work. It is hard a work. job to do yeah. full time as well. Absolutely. Like, can you relate to any of that in relation to what you get from it? Yeah, I suppose you meant you said community. Um, and I think that's very true. Now, you you kind of think of the community in terms of like Nace and Salons and that kind of community, but it's also community in terms of artistic people and community with an audience. That's what I was referring yeah. to, actually. <laughs> okay, well, I wasn't good. talking okay, about uh, proximity or, or location sure. at all. It was okay. more that was... sense of togetherness with yeah. other artistic people. Connection and with the people. audience. Connection with people is huge. Um, so many people live, leave, live, leave, live disconnected lives yes. where they are isolated. Their job is in front of a terminal hall there on the screen and they're just tapping away. Yes. They might be on a headset, on a phone, uh, but again, there's a, it's a distant voice. It's it's a can be hard to feel connected. If you're working in a place where maybe doesn't you know you don't get on maybe very well with the rest yes. of your workmates and you only have like a five minute break anyway or whatever, then you don't get so much of an So many people are leading, are leading disconnected Absolutely. lives. Absolutely, that's you couldn't have put it more succinctly. Mm. And then you see they they're on the Lewis or they're on the bus or on the train or in their car. And they're isolated again because they're generally on their head, you know, their phone or their headset or whatever, yes. or in on the radio in the car, maybe radio. Yeah. Um, so, would you say that being on stage is the exact opposite? Absolutely. Because <laughs> you're not. Because I hadn't dealing... considered the whole audience thing until you said it there, but now I'm kind of rubbing my bearded <laughs> chin, going, maybe that's why I get so much. Yeah. Uh, that's visceral. Oh, it's completely visceral, and you're not dealing one to one; you're dealing one to two hundred. Yeah. So you kind of, well, if you have a full house, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're no, kind of, you're you working mean. with a lot of people. And there's this beautiful moment when you hear, sometimes if you're doing a piece and uh, you, you get a chance to pause for a second and you just hear everybody's breathing synchronized. Or you, wow. or you hear yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's thoughts. Or you hear nothing. Or you hear a little stifled... <laughs> when something's yeah. funny but not supposed to be yeah or or yeah or or uh you know a, a laugh or a little cry or a little something a little snipple of the nose that's shared 
um, where and, and that's a great thing for an audience as well. It's the one thing that like theaters challenge so much more than Netflix, especially likes of Netflix nowadays, or because TV has got so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mean just Netflix, but everywhere. But that sensation that of this coming along, you don't get huge. it from Netflix. Now. You don't get that. You can if you can be great, but you don't have anybody to turn to afterwards. Oh my God! Did you see was that that was amazing did you feel that do you feel it? yeah that sense of that there is somebody a couple of feet in front of you yeah. that just hits you in the solar plexus and just goes oh, oh my god you know what i mean that kind of yeah. connection i'm lucky enough huge. to know what you're talking about yeah and it is but i haven't been lucky enough until right now to be able to verbalize it which is why i'm so grateful that you're on this <laughs> episode today because that is it. It's pure connection. It is, absolutely. It is the most connected I think you can be, except without being one-on-one. And the thing is, you can actually be so, so connected. And the thing is, as well, what you're doing is that you're helping people live through experiences that they don't have. Okay, you're go on, helping... say a bit more about that. <laughs> go on. So, I mean, drama is, I mean, drama is conflict. Um, and the various conflicts that we tend to see are not run-of-the-mill stuff on stage. No. We tend to see the more, I don't say extreme, extreme, I don't mean extreme, I mean more um, the, the higher challenges, the kind of the tougher yeah. questions, that kind of the stuff. The moral quandaries. Yeah, the... these dilemmas that are really tough to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, for an audience, what going to see stuff like that does a couple of things for an audience is that you as an audience member as an audience as i used to like to call it there's the audience and then you <laughs> can be an audience many an times. audience yeah um <laughs> so you get to kind of live this if you if you can transpose yourself into the person on stage which when you get yes. into something really big you are effectively looking out through their eyes seeing what they're seeing feeling what they're seeing going through it you kind of go oh yeah i know exactly what you feel you empathize completely as an audience member. as an audience member right so you get that feeling so then you get to explore what's going on in their world but slightly protected because you're not in it you're not doing it but you're going oh my god how would i deal with that oh my yes. god what is that like and you get to see somebody else try it in a safe controlled environment yes and they either come out the good side or the bad side whatever but at least it's a case of safe controlled environment okay got to explore that a bit yes and you're that conduit for them. Yeah. So you're helping people to experience a bit more of life and all its Maybe countries. something they're distracting themselves from. Potentially, I think, or something they hadn't considered before. Interesting. Um, based on the journey that you bring them on. So there's an emotional release for the person who's in the audience. They may not be aware that they needed it, but it yeah. can happen. Yeah, and absolutely. There's beauty in that. I did a play a couple of years ago, Eden, and it was mm. really, it was a strong piece, very strong piece, beautiful piece though. For, for darkness in it, it was so human. It was just a beautiful piece of humanity. Yeah. Um, what, what was the general theme it's, of it's it for the It's about a couple, it's in Midlands, set in Midlands, Ireland, and it's about a couple who have grown apart right. over the years. Um, she loses her confidence. <laughs> completely uh, and struggling to get it back she's lost a bit of weight sort of thing so she's kind of thinking okay we can get together maybe he's he's gone into a very irish thing of he's gone into a 
I'm non-verbal. We don't talk about that. And okay. There's nothing wrong anyway, because I can fix it. Because I just have a few pints and a few pints, a few more pints. And he's basically effectively nearly an alcoholic. Right. Well, he is an alcoholic, I'd say. He's not nearly. Yeah, he yeah. is. Uh, and he thinks he's going to, you know, he'll fix everything because, you know, he, he can't. His confidence is lost. He can't even be with his wife. So he, he his can't. confidence is also lost. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> but so is he, there a parallel process? But he, well, the yeah. Two characters? But he has. He's got this false bravado, which sure. he, the drink kind man of, up. Yeah. This kind of thing. I mean, he's you know coming from a, a very traditional Irish background of of male background of you don't talk about stuff, don't talk about stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's all and it's it's kind of like there's a weekend come on up where they might be going out together. For okay. the first time in a long time. And it's set in the lead up to that, is it? It's 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 kind of they both explain what happened in two sets of monologues that inter interlink um over the this weekend that happens. And you know, there's tragedy and there's a lot of learning going on and various things. But it's very real. It's very, very real. And uh, the amount of people who were very struck by it. Um, you could sense it obviously from the stage and with the feedback that you were given afterwards. yeah yes yeah both actually um, you, you could hear it there and similarly talking to people afterwards there was people who kind of I won't say confessed to me a little bit but in they okay. kind of talked afterwards they opened up they, well to a certain what, extent to the, what they were kind of saying is very you know when I got you know when they were talking to me on their own they went I, I totally understand that and in that what I could see in their eyes they're going I know this, and I hadn't seen that. So they—they they they, were saying thank you. It kind of, yeah. It was, a, it was, it was a. It affected them, and it possibly helped them because it, 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 it can also identify something that they don't necessarily realize might be happening. Or yeah, something. like you said previously, you, when know? you said about the connection between actor yeah. and audience. Yeah, I think yeah. that is pu in its purest form. Yeah, absolutely. How I mean, did you, how did you deal with that? Was that okay for you, or was it uncomfortable? Was it? It was. It was no. It was actually uh, amazing. It was it, beautiful. It, it was. It was kind of. Dude, this is kind of. This is kind of the. This is it. This, this is, is the point. This is the kind of the point. Yeah. If like where now that said, you, you also want to go out another place and entertain them and just be like, hey, you know what? Let's have a bit of fun. Let's have a bit of Yeah, there's room for that. both of those things. I think well absolutely They're not mutually exclusive. It's not at all. at all. Not at all. And there's great humour in this play as well. But you know, yeah. there was a lot of um you know, I mean it, 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 they're both are equally important. Yes. If you make people like all their um What's the thing? Is the serotonin the good thing? Is that the yeah, good yeah. stuff? That's right. the good, is that's that the good, good stuff? One. Yeah, that's I don't a good know. One. But if all that's gone up because they've laughed their whole lot all night at you, can so, you imagine something. a bigger privilege? Yeah, and they've dared you gone, oh, that was great. Just I really enjoyed it. It was so good. And you can see the genuine happy. So I've made you happy for two hours. That's great. How I like, like that. How wonderful that is. You know what I mean? Uh, similarly, if you if you touch somebody in terms of like, oh my god, I got to an, an emotional truth that I hadn't maybe been aware of before. Similarly, you kind of go, well, you know, there we go. It's like a gift yeah. you're giving people. You yeah. know what I mean? Here, well, have what, this little gift. What, what you've described over the last 10 minutes or so has I've been, been long, has been beautiful, the beauty of connection. Hmm. And I've, I've often heard said that connection yeah. is the opposite of, or the antidote to depression. Yeah. Often. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is obviously the Dan Keogh Wellness Project podcast, episode 42 with Brendan <laughs> Farrell. 
um, for those who've just tuned in. I know this is not live radio, but sure, I'd like to throw that in. Anyway. Um, that pure we'll connection... Be back after this word from your local sponsor. <laughs> exactly. But that pure yes. connection that you've described so beautifully there through your experience with Eden and... Um, Everything. And Bench on the Edge that, mm. we, that we... Bench at the, at edge, the edge that we yes. experienced, I think is... Um, yes, I asked you basically why... Why do I do this? Mm. Became such an important part in, of your life, yeah. To the point where, and to bring it back to what we were talking about, was yes. your transition from working as an engineer with a Japanese company um, to yeah. getting to the point where they were they had you at one hundred and twenty five percent, and you had to make a decision. Mm. Mm. So, what was that like? Uh, well, it's funny. It, it kind you of said happened. you were going to talk about a. Haraiku yeah. moment or oh, a, a moment that you being with a Japanese company, I had a Haraiku moment. Yeah, yeah. But that um, moment, yeah, you, you said you could pinpoint sure. when you had that shift. Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I'm sending you a photograph of the place where it was. It happened in a place in Oregon, in Northwest America. For anybody who's not in America, for anybody who's in America, there's loads of people from America. Will probably know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So there's a place called Crater Lake, which is. Okay. Um, it's isolated, really. It's kind of about two hours away from anything, in a way. Um, I'm probably totally upsetting the one listener who's from the town right beside it now. Where's the comment section? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was this this place. I went, I heard about it, um, and I had a couple of days off while I was in, in Portland. I was over in Portland for about nine months. And what happened was myself and another guy, a French guy, um, he was interested in going down. I was interested in going down. I said, let's go down for a day. So we took off. It was about, I think, about two and a half hour, three hour drive. Yeah. Long old drive, right? Not um, by American standards. No, no. By <laughs> Irish standards, we will be in the ocean by now. You know what I mean? But <laughs> in America, you barely moved on the map. So and we went down to this place. And, and the way it is, it's, it's, called, it's what they call a caldera, which is a lake on the top of... A, a volcano yeah. where the where the cap oh, blew yes. off. Yes, yes, ten thousand years ago, yeah. and it kind of there's a hollow that's there, and it's a, a, there's a lake. In a it. lake forms, what? yeah. But the, the beautiful thing about this lake is that there's no rivers go into it. There's no there's no inlet, no outlet. It's literally snow melt and rainwater. Oh. It is literally, and it actually is. <laughs> Which is basically what literally means for anybody who doesn't understand. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> As I realized, my redundant phrases were all in there. Um, but it is actually the clearest water in the world, natural oh. water in the world. There's something like you can see something like 240 feet ridiculous underwater, which is mental, right? Now, we went up there, um, it's about 10,000 feet up, it's kind of weird. And actually, all around the edge is, a, is also bizarre because. For about the last maybe half mile, it's actually still kind of like volcanic ash. So wow. it's this kind of powdery grey ash. Now there are some, you know, some pines up along the very edge around the, the rim of it, which have kind of adapted. Okay. They only live at that altitude anyway. So yeah. they have these kind of it has this little ring of trees around the top. But you're kind of in this otherworldly in awe, surely place anyway. First of all, you haven't really seen another soul for the last, you know, hour or so. Yeah. And then you kind of get there and, you know, it's, 
yeah, there were other people there. I, I counted maybe about maybe 10 cars maximum. Okay. Probably not that many. And it's about, you know, it's a couple of miles wide and about 10 miles in circumference at the top. And it literally is the... It looked unreal. I'll send you a photo. I would yeah, maybe want to pop it up or something. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it is the bluest thing, bluest water and bluest sky I've ever seen. It was also we were very lucky. It was like a really calm day. Yeah. Um, talking to Oregonians afterwards, they said, "How the hell did you? I've been living did you plan that all my life. I've never seen it like this. This is unbelievable." Wow. And it was this bizarre thing of where you feel like you're kind of on top of the world. You're looking down at effectively a mirror. At your life. At a mirror. At a mirror. You're looking at yourself. Yeah, the lake is like a mirror. And the fact that if you you kind of close your blinker in your your eyes a bit and you're only looking at that strip of land on the other side of the lake, you can't actually, it just looks like it's floating in space because the lake looks like the sky. And it's just weird and you kind of, it's a bit trippy. So... It's funnily enough, myself and Raphael, we kind of both like split up and just said, I'm going to go for a walk over here. And he went, yeah, I'm going to go for a walk over there. And we just both had a bit of alone time, if you know what I mean. And that was when you... It kind of was, because I was kind of going around there, and it, it because it's a slightly odd type of place, yeah. you get this kind of feeling of um, an out-of-world experience. Yeah. Or, you know, or it, it's not out-of-body experience, but an out-of-world experience. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of out of world is what I kind of think of it in the sense of, I, I'm not actually in Oregon. Actually, I could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't here. matter. Yeah. It similarly doesn't matter that I have work to do. Interesting. So this is how you started thinking yeah. of these lines. And it, and it, it really, it stripped everything away to the point, to the point of what's the point <laughs> yes. in a way of where I was just there kind of gone. This is beautiful. I <laughs> to actually, the point of what's the point. Yeah. How, how wonderful. But I just was, I was in that place and I was just looking at it and I just stopped and sat, sat on a bit of rock looking down at this for a while at, at one point. And I, and I, you know, those, those little, those places and things you can go and, you know, so often we are about distraction. What's going on? What's going on? This is where there was nothing except to just be. Yeah. And you could just sit there and just be and yeah. just look and, and just take it all in. And it was just, it was, a, it was a moment of stillness for, I sat there for 10, 15 minutes and started thinking. About Arguably it. one of your first pure moments of stillness in 18 years. Uh, proper, like, yeah, proper probably. without anything. Yeah, I hadn't experienced anything that kind of, I was going to say isolating before, but it kind of was in the way it really... That can be used as a positive. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And it was because what it is, it stripped everything away. And with everything goes work, goes worries, goes everything. There's nothing there. They don't exist. So this experience this gave you a perspective that you had never considered before, did it? Well, it, it reinforced um, a thing that I totally believe in now. It was something I was kind of aware of, but I, I, I didn't live by it. I didn't really feel it. But I totally believe in it now, which is basically to live in the moment, to be now. Because it is really just about now. I mean, I did loads of stuff earlier on today. I'm going up to a table quiz, I think, after this. <laughs> up in I Dublin, think. I think. <laughs> um, but that doesn't matter. I'm just here now with you. Yes, and, and do, you, do you feel... Um, I, I, I'm sensing that you feel similar to me at the moment. and I feel so buoyed and present with you at the moment. Mm. Yeah. 
No. Is that what you're talking about? That kind of oh, yeah, ability yeah. to be truly in the moment. Just to be there, absolutely. And, and now it, in this moment. It's, and now in this moment. Well, exactly. And it's actually a thing that I've learned for training and acting. It's all about being in the moment. It's about, it's, you know, okay, you learn your lines and all that kind of stuff. But you're not but thinking... That's the auxiliary. <laughs> yeah. what the process. What you do is you learn your lines and you learn your lines. And then you throw them away. Yeah. Forget them. Don't 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 think. Don't (laughs) think about what you're going to say first. Don't think about it. Go out and something will happen, and those words are just naturally there. Just but they just come out. So you're talking about being able to, as often as possible, be present and in the moment. mm. In terms of you, you said you truly believe this now. Yeah, has it changed your life for the better? Oh, completely. Because what's worry? Worry is about something that's never going to happen. <laughs> regret is about what has happened. What's a, regret's happened. Okay, well, you can't change that. So, what's the point wasting energy thinking about it? So, it just is. But it's not now. <laughs> no. It's not now. Now is a different time. And now is beautiful. And now is beautiful. And you know, now you're not where that was. You don't, you're not in your dream standing naked in front of 200 people going oh my god you yeah, know? Yeah. or whatever you know what yeah. i mean it's it's not you're here you're having your you're having a cup of tea that's a lovely cup of tea I you're mean, listening to the Dankyo wellness project Danko. podcast yeah. going yes yes i am in the moment now do if you're listening to it in car do pay attention to the road please do <laughs> don't want to be i was in the moment officer honestly you're a good multitasker you can do this <laughs> but i mean my my yeah. idea about sharing well dave Moore. Yes, on the previous episode yes, talked about his smoke pics and I heard that. that he takes, <laughs> you know, ten minutes every morning because mm. he lives in one of the most beautiful places in Ireland for for uh, sunsets and sunrises, Port Marnock. Oh, yeah. And um, me and him had a really lovely conversation because around the same time that he started sm- posting his smoke pics, I started posting Salon sunsets. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is going on for me now for about two yeah. years. Now I didn't set out to go. I'm going to be in the moment now. And take these photos and share them with my family and friends um, and people who I care about. But you noticed but it. it developed into that. Mm. Oh, it was just a beautiful sunset the mm. first few times. Yes, but you but noticed it. I did. That's the thing. But only in the past year or so have I yeah. come to truly, really, you know, mm. acknowledge, I suppose, that I'm going to take out my phone now. I'm going to take a photo of this thing that I've been looking at for the mm. last 10, 15 minutes and I've been. In, completely in the moment with sure um so i, I, I that's my personal yeah um response yeah. to what you're describing there in terms of being able to be in the moment on stage in your life in at, everything at the yeah. crater crater lake crater lake crater lake in oregon yeah yeah, it, yeah it's um <coughs> it's um it's very much i mean the thing about being in the moment is everything else drops away everything else drops away and there's no worry because you're not in the future there is no regret because you're not in the past. You're just now. So how do we do this as often as possible? <laughs> this is what I'm trying to get Noticing. Like, I, I need I, to know this. I, I think it's about noticing. And it's about like, you know. Intention? You have to you, want you have to, to do, do it, right? Yeah, do. But it's about a little bit of training. The thing is to give yourself maybe, um, I don't know, maybe something like top of the hour. Just sit okay. where you are, wherever you are. Look at something and just notice something. What I'm talking about noticing is like just the detail of something for example i mean you looked you, you stopped and you looked at that sunset and you went you know what that's actually a beautiful sunset so you stopped that's right? the first step yeah you stop and notice if you notice something or, or something catches your attention it's like 
you can get lost in it. You start studying it, just get lost, you know, and everything drops away. You're being truly present. Then. You're being truly present because everything if you drops study, away. I love that find you keep saying that everything drops away. It drops away. That's the benefit of being absolutely there. everything drops away. Your breathing will go. Away. Except your focus on the road. Yes, drivers. Red light. No, but everything <laughs> drops away. I love that yeah. idea. But what Brendan's doing when he says that is his hands are cascading down beside his body in a very dramatic <laughs> cascading, cascading away. Wow. <laughs> wow. But I've yes. been described as a cascading person before. I'm That's a cascader. It. There we go. But yes, um, everything drops away. It does. Yeah, it does. It really does. And the thing is, um, you know, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by stuff. And, you know, there was thing, meetings in the last couple of years in work where it was... One of those things where literally five minutes before we're scrambling, I like five voices in my ear saying, no, put that into the presentation. No, no, right, it's in the presentation. We're going in to present it, and this is the success or failure of the last two weeks. So, boom, there you go. And it's like, oh, very easy to get overwhelmed by all this. And I just started looking at, that's a nice font. I just give myself. You five had started minutes. this process before you left your job. Yeah, because I realized, I had no, I realizing. By doing this, and this is after the crater like thing about two, three yeah. years before, I kind of started to feel that no, I, I, I need to make it a change. What you're describing is pure mindfulness here, by the way. Yeah, it kinda is. I know and you kind of <laughs> you just organically did it yourself because it was something that you needed. Yeah. Um for survival. Or yeah. For, I know, mean for... I, at, at times I was kinda going I I don't know. I do I, I was gonna say do I need to talk to somebody? But it was a case of yeah. I, I, I actually was, I felt, I'm not been, I'm not trying to be, you know, boastful, but I was thinking, no, I can figure this out, I can figure this out, you know. This is, but, but this is hugely inspirational for people and me yeah. right now in this moment with you, because yeah. that idea that we are resilient and capable enough, and that you were resilient and capable enough to have such pressures on you, and come up with that idea without reading a book or without listening to a podcast isn't yeah. it? it's so hopeful i love it right but it's not without being influenced by people's thoughts and people talking and seeing how they deal okay. with things you know what i mean so it's not you know well i you know you might think oh i did that all myself you're still it's still you've uh, by osmosis you've kind of noticed other people okay. doing things you know what i mean um but it all started with you brett <laughs> Everything starts with me. The world is revolving. I'm, like, I'm glad I, to see the I, ego hasn't taken it. I, I have told you the world revolves around me. Um, yeah, that's actually now. Ow, there, and then we go on to something else here now. A bit of psychology. Go on. Um, I, very interesting um, for actor people who I don't know if they might have heard of Bow Street, which is up in, in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, yeah, it's for screen acting for film and TV stuff. But they're one of their kind of gurus. Chap called Jerry Grinnell, who is an amazing psychologist. Okay, and about confidence, and it's all that kind of stuff. But he's this very interesting thing, um, which he talks about, which is again is a great way of dropping worry and dropping self consciousness. Uh, and I and if um, if this is copyright him, I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've, you've you've credited. I him. have absolutely credited him. Um, no, it's a very interesting idea. And, you know, you can switch it on and off, so it's not like it's, you have to live it. But it's about the thing of, if you think about existence, now this is going to get fucking deep. Okay, it's going to get, it, man. It's getting deep. I'm all ears. <laughs> if you think about existence, what is existence that you know? Well, what is real? Well, you've got consciousness inside your head or inside somewhere, or not actually physical. Consciousness is something. Okay. 
and we have a body yes which has senses yes. and through our sensory perception of the world we, we take a whole lot of jumbled messages that don't mean yeah. anything our brain makes sense of it okay. and says this is what i'm seeing this is what it is right now um we know as well that that can be deceived you know we can we can deceive our senses so there's also a thing about well what if all of this around us isn't actually there what if all of it i'm just actually made i've made the world for me to entertain myself what if it's effectively it's me and you are me and that you know that cup is me and i've made everything and suddenly i can look at everything and say yeah that's all me and I can reach out to you and say, I want to actually just see. What do you feel like? You feel kind of weird. I am touching that, by the way. The, but you kind <laughs> I'm of loving every second. <laughs> but it take it strips away a lot of social anxiety and 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 a kind of a self consciousness that you can actually take a while to kind of think of that. I, you know, a good thing is to actually close your eyes for a while before you do this and then open them. And as you open them everything you perceive you have created you have created interesting right really nice yeah and and okay i'm still trying to wrap my head around this book i know it's kind of like that everything out there is real i mean that that touch that sensation as you touch things you've kind of invented that as a form of like understanding yeah way of understanding you're receiving because if you think about it anyway i mean our eyes are literally getting light landing on rods and cones bing, 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 all over the place big jumble of noise comes into the brain and it goes i can make a jigsaw out of this and figure out what's going on you know but does that mean it's actually really out there because all you've got is the light that hits your eye interesting so when jerry proposed all of this what was <laughs> the fuck was he talking about? <laughs> well the reason the reason for <laughs> or why it, was he telling the, why, the reason was it is the fact that when you if you get to the if you get a bit of zen on this if you go a bit ooh zen get to that point of what if just what if right um that all of this isn't real in front of me well then i'm not afraid of it mm, very nice i'm not afraid of it okay so it's about stripping I, I, back fear i made that and actually, you know that person who's looking at me and sniggering, kind of going, oh, look, there. that person is, oh, you look well, I made mind. them. I made them. So I can look at them. And you know what? I'm going to watch and see what my brain has made. Okay, so I'm, I'm able to be curious about what I was previously shitting myself or yeah. very angry about. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be curious about it. And I'm going to say, how is it going to trick me now? How am I going to trick myself? How am I going to trick me now? Yeah. Yes. And you suddenly How go, am I going to piss me off now? Right, exactly. And you, you, what you do is you gain control because you are you own it now. So it's taking you ownership and responsibility ownership. for your perception. The word he uses is ownership. It's about ownership. And the end result being that you are stripped of fear. You're stripped of fears. You're stripped of anxiety. Anxiety, depression, and it's, yeah, anger. It's because you own everything. You own wow. the world. You own everything. Well, you said you were going to go deep. I told you. Holy shit. <laughs> I told you. It's I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time. <laughs> now, there's a thing you can do around the Lewis or around some of that. Though maybe the Lewis could be a little bit dangerous for this. Yeah. But especially certain lines, I don't know. <laughs> but there's a thing of like where you could stand. You know the way nobody wants to make eye contact. It's very weird. And all yeah, I get in trouble stuff. for it because I love it. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. You've, br- you've, you've, you've breached that kind of fear. Like, what do you mean, that? guard? <laughs> yeah, I'm just staring at you. What's going on? <laughs> but 
Um, or you know, you could take it to the middle of a street, go a busy street, like you know, go to the top of Connell Street and just and stand there and just look at everybody because you own it. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The whole thing of that, you you can you can lose anxieties and fears. This is a strategy that Jerry strategy. came up with. It's great. It is, yeah, to help actors to to be in the moment and right. to be and okay. to lose fear or to care like okay there's a camera and stuck right in my face i don't care it's just a thing that i created i made that i made that i made that oh this is so good man it's really good yeah it's a great idea (laughs) but it's a case of so in the same way as in yeah it's like if something is threatening you i made it i made it oh i can deal with it and that's a strategy you can use then because that would make you kind of go okay i don't care about it so much yeah, so it's, uh, my mom is and, a psychotherapist yeah. and she would talk a lot about, you know, removing, take the emotions out of yeah. the situation and try yeah. and look at it yeah. as it is. Sure. Are you responsible for that? No. It's like, the, where is the evidence we spoke about earlier? Yeah, yeah. You're remo- like, removing those thick, mucus-filled <laughs> emotions that really cloud what they do. we are trying to they're, be in the moment absolutely because they are huge filters and you know what i mean and, and like, inhibitors and yeah they're the nasty instagram filters if there could be such a thing they're like you know what i mean <laughs> i've seen that, a few shockers this week <laughs> they're the ones that make you look bad they don't do the nice clean hollywood look you know? the anti-filter the anti-filter yeah <laughs> you're kind of go, geez i thought that looked okay what the hell is this whole body on screen but yeah so i mean that's what they do they make you feel worse but if you just strip those away um, like I say, uh, the owning ownership thing is a great thing, but even just the idea of being in the moment, yeah, taking them, just stopping, stop, yeah, great thing, just stop. Silent sunsets, smoke pics, yeah. You know what? What you described in your experience about noticing everything around you, this Jerry's, you mm. know, um, a strategy ownership, for being in yeah, the moment. Yeah. It all boils down to that. It does, yeah. It it does. It has all. It has a very similar thing where it's all basically doing the that whole thing of, um, you know, that they're you're just now you're you and are everything just now. else falls away. Everything else falls away, and you could literally about be about to go walk out and give a presentation in work, or to give a speech somewhere, or to get on <laughs> a stage, or to go in for a job interview, or whatever you have, you're going it's to do. It's still possible for everything but you to can fall away for a just moment. Just before you take that step, you can just stop, you can just look at the door handle and just yeah. admire the craftsmanship, and yes. think of who made that, and look at that, isn't that beautiful? Yes, or like lo- you were saying, look at the font. Yeah. I just get lost, and all it takes is five, ten seconds, and it's wow. funny. It just cascade, cascade arms. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> it all funny. falls away. It does all fall away, and then you can, you just, you'll just find yeah. it. You, you feel it because you feel yeah. you get a physical reaction to it, and you feel very chill. And then yeah. you can literally just go Boop. open it up. And, and I did go. ask you, you earlier on when you started talking about this stuff, right? how can we advise people to do it i think you hit the nail on the head there it has to be a habit that you develop yeah you could yeah you, you need tend to, to train it set it out write it down for yourself yeah. how you're going to do it, what strategies you're going to use to mm. help you be in the moment and then 21 days is the general consensus around habit building sure yeah i've been experiencing that around my journaling my meditation lately you know um my training my nutrition all that kind of stuff mm. is working really well because i've intended i've wrote out that this is what i need in my life mm. and i've done it consistently for three weeks minimum for each of those things yeah 
So just like you're saying, it has to be an intention, it has to be a habit. Yes, absolutely. It's not going to happen by accident. No, no, no. <laughs> Being in the moment is a thing you can do very simply, and it actually doesn't take a lot. It's literally just observing and getting lost in detail a little bit. I can't see you know, people listening to this going, impossible. Uh, I know. No chance. No, so that's, I was one of those people. Right, of for course. Years. What happens is... <laughs> You start looking at something, going, "Oh my god, yeah, look at that font, the way that round dot. Oh my god, I have to get, I have to get, I have to get milk. Shit, I've got milk." <laughs> you know, these things yes. creep in, right? So the whole thing is to then you just go back again, all the fonts. Yeah, just go and just complete it, and just stay with it, stay with it, and you train yourself a little bit. And like I say, it could be just you know, top of the hour every hour or two. Yeah. You know, um, just give yourself fifteen seconds. Yeah. Now give yourself thirty seconds. And it's gonna take. Go for a walk. If you're in an yeah. office, just do a loop. Just get up. Yes. Go to the water cooler. But do it regularly. Do it, yeah. Because it's not going to happen the first time you do it. You're not going to realise the benefits of this stuff the first time you do it. It might be quite challenging, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to go through the difficulty at the start. And with this type of stuff, that difficulty doesn't last that long. Absolutely. It doesn't last that long. No, no. Within a few days or within a week, you can start getting You feel effects very quickly. Like if you're, and I'm going to just say, for example, you're at an office, right? And say you are writing something, and it's like, oh my God, I can't get this. Yeah. If you know, if you have a window, just go up and look at the stand at the window and look at, and you'll you'll find something. Your eye will be attracted to something. Yeah, and just look at it and just study it. But actually, look properly. Look, examine it, examine it, and you'll get lost in that for fifteen seconds, thirty seconds, whatever. And then you can just come back, and you'll walk back so much easier. You'll <laughs> yeah. just glide back. You'll be like, yeah, cool. And you'll sit down, and you kind of go. First of all, you'll probably have got a little moment of clarity subconsciously. So whatever you were worried about and whatever you were doing, you'll probably go, actually, now I know how to do it. Yeah. Or else you realize, why am I getting worried about that? That's actually fine. I'll deal with that later. I'm doing this now. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, this it's is a important great this is strategy, I think, works. It's a thing that I find out anyway. Well, I yeah. agree with you. And we are nearly at the end of our podcast. Right. I, I can't believe how time. many questions I didn't get to ask you. Asher, I, I'm worse than me, ma'am. I kind of, I start talking on one thing. It's not what I was And then I go to. off on tangents. Yeah. And what stuff. you've spoken about today, I think, is such a huge, um, of huge benefit to anybody who listens to this. It's certainly been a huge benefit to me uh, over the past hour and what is four minutes now. But mm. there is something I think we do need to mention before we finish, and that is what's going on in Ireland. Mm. Over this past week, and I know we had a conversation on Sunday mm. about the recent referendum in Ireland. Yeah, I think it's very important for us as 30, 40 40. year old men <laughs> to talk about <clears throat> the change in Ireland, mm. us becoming more progressive. For those who don't know, Ireland voted with the 66% to 34% yes vote to remove the Eighth Amendment. From our constitution, um, it essentially, to put it very, very briefly, without going into the mm. ins and outs, gave women back their bodily autonomy. Yeah. Um, and why do you think this happened? Ooh. Um, yeah. There's been a couple of things like the, like three years ago. There was another referendum on marriage equality. Yes. Um, which passed by a similar. By similar, yeah, very similar kind of uh, margin. So there has great. been a trend there towards. Acceptance. Yeah. 
some people call, say liberalism and they mean it and they say it as a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, it's you know what I mean? It's a dirty word. It can be. Circles. It can be. Yeah, exactly. Um, Before I, you answer this, right? Right. Can I just uh, read out something that I read? Okay. <laughs> that puts it in a nutshell for me, and it's something that you wrote on your Facebook okay. page. You said, I live in a democracy. I believe in democracy. And a referendum is a proud exercise of that democratic process. Which means I respect and understand that people are complex, have different backgrounds, live in a world that is not black and white, have experienced or will experience difficult times. And so we'll make a different choice or make different choices. Democracy is about having that choice. Therefore, restricting a person's choice does not seem like democracy to me. But of course, that is just my opinion. However, I think in our democracy, sometimes our constitution and our laws need to allow for the complexity of immensely difficult, deeply personal decisions and respect those decisions as equally valid. Now, I could not dream to say... Who wrote that? That's weird. <laughs> like, that's a beautiful piece. That was yeah. a Facebook post. Yeah, I know. But that is a beautiful yeah. piece of writing for me um, that perfectly expressed the reasons why I... Wanted to repeal the Eighth Amendment. Sure, I I have another reason why I wanted to put this out there is there's a huge change in the world. Um, American listeners will definitely be aware of this one, but there's a huge polarizing force going on in the world where suddenly we are not we're not grey anymore. We have to be black or white. Yes. Um. We've to, point. Yeah, yeah. We have to hate or love, and it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's a very dangerous thing. Um, we see it in all the rise of, you know, alt right or the very yeah. right wing, the rise of racism, xenophobia, all this kind of stuff. A lack of tolerance. There's a huge amount of a lack of tolerance um, going on. And so are, is, are Ireland, is Ireland pushing back against that? Do you think? I think so. Uh, that said, the referendum did get free. It is a very personal one. Yeah. Um, the, you know, but it did. Uh, it did get very. You know, it got very polarizing. It got yeah. quite nasty. Yeah. Um, but it's a very um, highly emotionally driven issue. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's important that we do. You know, tolerance is about disagree and accept. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know what I mean. It's not about hammering your point home, and that's the only point that's valid. Yeah. And you should, if you don't agree, we'll kick you out of the country. Yeah. Or whatever, or throw you in jail, or whatever. It's yeah. not about that. No, it's about okay. Empathy is and about complexity. Complexity, like you, like you it's, said. It's like I, 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 and the other thing is that sometimes you might think you have a certain opinion. If you are faced with it in real life, you don't really know exactly no. how. You're and going. who are we to influence and somebody's choice or judge or anybody? We don't. We can't. You know, we can't judge other person's decisions other people's decisions because we weren't we didn't walk in their shoes we 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 didn't do that we don't know the complexities that they yeah are the struggles that they had so why should we you know um just say you're wrong you did something wrong <laughs> now you know what i mean and, and in uh, my opinion in my opinion and therefore that's the only one i mean it, it's now we might think one way or we might think the other way but at least we should have the empathy to understand that people can have different 
thoughts and they're and they're autonomy valid over those and thoughts. yeah and they're valid you know what i mean yeah um they're valid for them yes. it mightn't be valid for you or you might have a lean that goes more one way or the other okay but at least well that's why i was very careful to not um stymie and attack someone who was no, not of my belief because that is exactly the opposite of why i believe what i believe yeah Exactly. Not that I agree with the opposing view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that some of the tactics used were a bit nefarious and not great. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. But overall, I'm not. I haven't judged any of my friends. No, that didn't I mean I know I, I I know people who voted no. Yeah, me too. And I don't think less of them for it. You know what I mean? Um, I disagree with where they've come from. Yeah. But I understand. For some of them, I know exactly their personal situation. I totally understand why they did. Yes. Or they had a personal choice that so it just yes. so happened to align with the law because there was the only choice there was yes. anyway. Because there was no choice. It was actually one thing or the other. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I suppose what I'm trying to say is that I, I was afraid of... I didn't go... Like, some people... I didn't go mad on Facebook about... A lot of people did a lot of stuff, and I'm not knocking that. People believe strongly about stuff. That's yeah. fair enough if that's what they want to do. But I, I, you know, I, I very much in a case of listen. We're all, you know. Well, I found your comments to be extremely considered, and right. I'm sure that you just picked up your phone and wrote that. It's one of the most yeah, beautiful <laughs> way expressions of of I think what happened, and for mm. me, really represented. Why, why There's an in the it. moment one actually. That was one I was literally just having a coffee, and I just I want to write. To, I want to say something about tolerance. Yeah. I want to say something about choice and about being friends well you said it brother <laughs> so you said it. that was it yeah so listen we've come to uh the end of our time on the brendan farrell episode of the dan Kell wellness project podcast i on air would like to ask you to come on again because okay. there's a multitude of things that i wanted to ask you about such as uh, oh. scripts 2018 oh yeah you're pro you know you're you're foray yeah. now into script writing filming all that kind of stuff mm. so would you be open to coming on again no Oh Jesus! This is that <laughs> How do I say in a moment? How do I say? I created you, so you're gonna come on to this. <laughs> yes, of course, of course it would. Yeah, not a problem. I also want to give a shout out to um, Jarlith Regan, friend of the show. His most recent episode of An Irishman Abroad with Gary Lightbody from Snow Patrol is one of the greatest interviews I have ever listened to. I was crying. I was laughing. I was intrigued with how Gary um, came through. Mm. last seven years of not um yeah. well i mean of not of, of no snow patrol and of, of artistic difficulties and uh, i would really encourage you to subscribe to jarlett regan's um an irish man abroad and jarlett is coming on to the wellness project podcast when we can we can schedule it as soon as possible um i'd also like to say that if you are struggling and i know i say this every episode you can reach out to me dankio wellness project at gmail.com send me a message on facebook or instagram dankio wellness project if you have your own ideas on wellness and would like a platform with which to share those ideas because i can guarantee you that every single person who has come on to this podcast and every single person who has listened to the podcast has gotten something out of the other's experience so please reach out to me if i can't help you i will direct you to i will direct you to somebody who can um but guys thanks a million for listening to episode 42 i'm so proud to have had brendan farrell on this episode and i can't wait um to release this and i hope you enjoy it thanks for coming on Brent. cheers Sam. Huh?